Welcome to the People Person Paper Podcast, the show where we are going episode by episode through every episode of the hit NBC sitcom The Office. I am fueled and fired and ready to go, and with me always is Brian Sittler. Hey, how's it going? Hey, buddy, welcome yeah. back. Hey, it's good to be here. And my good. football team won, so I'm feeling sassy and classy. But it was a, it was like a a, a, a slight win. Oh, oh, it was torturous. They struggled. Oh yeah. Oh no no no. It was it no. It was a tease of just pure awesomeness, joy, and then it went off the proverbial cliff. Yeah, it went off a bit of a cliff. And it was like, no, you can't have that much fun. We're going to torture you for uh, three hours, and then you're still going to win, but yeah. you're going to be tortured. That's it. You know who is not tortured by that lackluster performance is our guest this week. Uh, back once Another again, guest? Josh Baltz. Oh! Wow. Three-peat? Uh, yeah, I guess. Is this, am I? Is this like? Uh, am I officially friend of the show now? You are that... friend of the show. You've always been friend yeah. of the <laughs> yeah. show. Now it's just official. Yeah, right. It's got to do the three Pete, and that gets you into friend of the show. Yeah, we. They are all friend of the show, except for the one guest who just hated the office the entire episode. <laughs> which oddly still love him because he's Tulsa's favorite son, Evan Hughes. Yeah, <laughs> he friends everybody. We we love Evan, love, but love uh, him. but the show and him have a rocky relationship. Relationship. I, but, but it's we, a it's a wonderful piece of irony. It is. It, is, it was amazing. It was absolutely amazing. I, uh, that was not up on the new site, but we got it. We might need to repost that one. I think it. I think it. Office classics. I think it warrants reposting. I think it does. I think because um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was amazing. I love it. I miss it. Miss you, buddy. <laughs> uh, Josh, though, you are a fan of The Office. That's why I am. You've been you back are with us several times in a row now. Uh, you know who may not be a fan of The Office, and who may not at least be a fan. Of Dunder Mifflin Scranton, Sir Charles Minor. Yes, sir. Sir Charles. Prince yes. Charles Minor. Yes, he is. <laughs> uh, he, he, prince, the prince is going to shatter our wonderful, um, crazy world. Oh, is, is, in, in real life, is Idris Elba, is he knighted? Do you, does anybody know? Or does he have like a. It's only a matter of time, if not. Or like an order of the British Empire better or be. something like that. I mean, that's. That goes to just about everybody. Here's now, the deal, that right? Yeah. I, I think, uh, yeah, it's not, it's not the world's um, honor that it used to be. I mean, it's, it was even kind of a joke when the Beatles got it in the sixties. Right. It's kind of like now that. how everyone is a Marvel superhero, right? I just insulted the British Empire, and I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, we've lost all of our British fans. Um, but I'm Australian, so that's the way it goes. That's what it is. Yeah. You're just paying them back. Just you, <laughs> knows it. But though, you gained a lot Oi. of you gained a lot of fans in Ireland, though. Hey yeah, the Irish love us now. <laughs> uh, uh, We're he, huge in Ireland. <laughs> Uh, Idris, uh, uh, wow, Idrissa Akuna Elba. That is a cool Ooh, yeah. fucking yeah. name. Yeah, it is. Uh, OBE for sure. Okay. Order of the British Empire. I figured he had at least Boom. an order of the British Empire. Now, that's not knighted. Dozoivid. Uh, Dozoividly so. No, that's I like, don't believe that's knighted. That's, that's, that's like another... night light. Yes. <laughs> night light. Yeah. He shines in the dark is what yes. it is. Um, he does shine. I think it might be something akin to like how our Kennedy Center honors are, but you know, without a royal uh, decree behind. Yeah. Them. Okay, so it's like a Kennedy Center honor because yeah. we don't. We and don't... really, who is our king but Kennedy? Exactly, he was our king. 
He was. He was. He's they, our American they, king. They lived on a compound called Camelot. It, they they yeah, did. They yes, did. Exactly. Sure did. Uh, oh, sure wow. did. We well, may just be playing into their bullshit. Yeah. Let's get away from get to our <laughs> own bullshit. Well, I, I, I like the bullshit that's put forward in this in this class classy cow opening. Yes, classy, classy cow music. It is a day classe. Day classe. Uh, 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 cold open for you know, sure. You know, we're gonna have you know, Mr. Look... Peanut there because, oh, of course, you know, with his monocle. Is, yes, and, because and he's his classy. Cane and his top hat, uh, which keeps him from being a normal peanut. Absolutely. A regular peanut. You know what's not really classy, though? What's that? The opening of a car dealership. That's no. what I love is that Michael... I guess it depends on which car dealership it is, but... But that's the neat thing about that, because, you know, you guys think about that, how, like, you know, growing up, we'd see those commercials of car dealerships with the balloons, or, you know, they'd have a... The, 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 the wacky owner is talking to a clown about the mm-hmm. deals, you know? They would always do that that bombastic bullshit to like get you to go buy a car from us, yeah. especially to bombastic. remember that you're that local dealership. Yeah, you know, here you it's know your, it. your Jim Norton. They'll your, they'll trot mm. their kids out to do it and to, now to the, cause a DUI. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and now the kids local are running the dealership, and uh, yeah. they're still doing the same. They they didn't put their kids in it; they're just still being the stars. They need exactly. the bombast. Yeah. I mean that's what it's about. Yeah. yeah. But well, but and, and and but the idea that Michael saw that and just fell for it. Oh, that's his like, uh, that is absolutely what he sees as the epitome of class. Right. Is... The world of TV shaped so many of Michael's views. Absolutely. And Jim does not missing a beat as he can do so perfectly. Um This is such a great episode because it's not just Jim one liners, it's Jim like deep cuts. It's like Little bits like that's inspired, you know, little yes. extra bits that we don't we don't normally get like the second line or the third line from Jim. No. It's usually just the look or the one reply. That's true. He leans so much into his fuckery, literally leaning when we first see him. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> the camera just pans and he's up on the. But is it know. classy enough? Right? Like doing a Captain Morgan-esque uh-huh. pose? Yeah. yeah, the most interesting man <laughs> in the world, this right? guy. He just keeps taking Dwight's. Uh-huh. When, when Dwight says, how about a sculpture? An ice sculpture in the shape of you. you covered in chocolate strawberries. <laughs> and then Jim immediately, he, he shoots it down. Trying too hard. Yeah, but then when how about Michael this? Asks, yeah. Uh, covered in assorted chocolate-covered Confet- fruit. Strawberries? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's inspired. That's fun. It's all about the presentation. It's leading. Yeah. It's so great to, and obviously all written by the writers. Great fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the way that the character is leading Michael, and, and mm-hmm. to, to, it would have been simple enough for Jim to just posit the exact same thing Dwight said, but to go far enough to like know that Michael would fill in that fucking blank and infuriate mm-hmm. him is just such yeah. a great. The pranks have taken on an extra level by this point. They it's have. Great they see. haven't. They have really. This is sort of zenith of pr- prank time, and it's and it's apropos because the wonderfulness of this world is about to be shattered. Literally, that's such a great point. Jim is going so fucking hard in the paint on this fucking pranking, only to have it completely crash as he gets that outside observer mm-hmm. in Charles Minor. Yeah, yep. reality is here, folks. Yeah. Yeah. And you know you really do because you know we all we all love Jim. We're you know we're fans of the show. We're invested. We we know the kind of guy Jim is and how competent he is. But really, like, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to side with Charles. But I mean, when you're an outside person, I mean, what does it kind of look like? What what Jim is doing? Like, he's at work in a tuxedo and. 
it's a great example of uh, of of why something like presentation can matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just to, to 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 bring it back to our my own real world uh, office experiences uh, during pandemic, um, my style of dress at work. Uh, devolved quite a bit. I mm. got very casual. Mm-hmm. And I realized, because uh, I was also moving up in my company at the time, yes. so I was learning how my professionalism and my ability to achieve and accomplish at work were tied so little mm-hmm. to my outfit that I was being promoted while wearing an Animal Crossing t-shirt. <laughs> you, you know, Absolutely. And, and as a manager, I very much held that same respect to my team and that I didn't care how they dressed. Just yeah. get the damn job done. Yeah. And that is right. And that is how things should be. But this is such a great example of how that can backfire because this presence who does not know Jim and his work ethic is making strictly top level decisions or surface level decisions about him based on his look and mm-hmm. actions mm-hmm. Yes. outside of the scope of his work accomplishment. Exactly, and, and barely knowing him too at the time, it yeah. kind of shows one of his Charles's deficiencies in, uh, I would say, observing talent. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, from from the top. I mean, obviously, we'll go deeper on that as, as uh, with him and Dwight. Well, he even says he says like one of my jobs is to uh, r- to gain or to observe efficiency and root out trash. Yeah, and never has the trash. Outed itself so readily. That was in it. Here we go. That's, that's a that's, super cut. That's bit. a super cut. That's I, great. I, I guess full full Thank disclosure. Thank you. We're getting back to this. Yeah, for full disclosure, I believe we all watched a different. Yes. Yes. I, I uh, did DVD. Yes. Uh, Brian we, did. We we both did DVD actually, you and did DVD I did this... Peacock because earlier. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. Earlier this week, we watched it uh, together. So, so we out. sort of. I kind of cheated a little bit, but I still have not seen the. And and then extended. I did. You watched. I did the supercut episode, which I I figured that probably was. A super cut quick thing, but yeah, it does. Yeah. It goes to a quick talking head of Charles, and he basically says he's already like, Oh, th- this goofball. Yeah, he's already made his mind up. Yeah, because Jim tried and- to approach him, you know, to kind of be like, Hey, you yeah, know, and, and, yeah. and it's also, you know, too, it also like Jim was just in a bad spot, and when Jim's kind of off his game where he's not, where someone's not really liking him. He doesn't really do well to rectify that situation. Like he kind of yeah. just ends up putting his foot in his mouth. Exactly, which more. is which is completely relatable for a lot of people, myself included, because having a new boss can put you off kilter, and mm-hmm. you don't know. And especially when you've had a boss like Michael, and it's yeah. somebody that much completely different. He stays up all night making C-shaped bagels for the new uh, boss. <laughs> That's one of the great in. examples of Michael very much stepping in it, in that he is. His lack of self-awareness has made the situation worse in that his dopey cutting the bagel thing was not great to begin with. But then to suggest that this was a task that took him so long. (laughs) Because Pam goes, all night? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And his his dopiness has caught Jim in the trap because, no, he didn't tell tell everybody about the yeah. uh, the the, v, the new VP coming by, which is something that everybody would do right. in a normal circumstance. Yeah, and Jim is Jim and, is fl- he's like, why didn't you tell? Yeah. Me? Oh no, you look you, you look great. Th- yeah, and I mean it works. Doesn't get self awareness. He doesn't understand, doesn't understand. The, the concept of overdressed. He doesn't understand why that information would be beneficial and not fear mongering to his right. team. Right. Just like when Charles gets into the cuts across <laughs> the board, how Michael explains that due to the economy, he didn't want to scare people. 
But what he's not seeing is that this, yeah, obviously scary stuff. Nobody yeah. wants to hear about cuts. Mm-hmm. But better to let people know, hey, yeah. your retirement is going to be impacted. So you got to do whatever you got to do. Which is a yeah. callback from an earlier episode. Can't remember which one. But it's yeah. like, you know, as a per- you wouldn't tell a person who's dying from cancer that they have it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. And, and that he fails to see the value in in bad news, right? And and even before, uh, right? <laughs> I, it's absolutism. Yeah, it, well, and because also he wants to be he wants to be everybody's best friend. friend you know, he's yeah. their he's their buddy, mm-hmm. and uh, I mean, and of course, case in point with setting up the the welcome breakfast <laughs> thing for Charles. Which uh, he has again. I don't know if this was. This may not have been uh, not on the supercut. Yeah. But he tell when he tells Dwight to distract uh, Charles so he can get the conference room ready. Yeah. Uh, Dwight basically like just gives him the history in of the Scranton. in the break room, yes. and he's like, yeah. you know, in eighteen such and such, yes. uh, Scranton became the world's uh, deepest anthracite coal mining community. Here's yeah. which, which to briefly bring it back to OU football, um, they had they debuted new uniforms this season in yeah. anthracite. Oh really? That's, so that I, was the color. I was that much. Yes, it's a dark charcoal. I am looking that shit up. Oh, oh, it, oh it's very very good. I love. I enjoyed it. That's my favorite thing about uh, this one, or one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, it's really pretty. Uh, one of yeah, my favorite things about this um, show is that it introduced me to the word anthracite. anthracite. You know, <laughs> that like like weird little niche <laughs> concepts that I would not have understood. I don't know shit about coal mining, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you know I, 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 I am a, I live in Tulsa, Oklahoma and have no muscle. <laughs> so why would I know about such things? And why does it seem like a, it seems like it's a funeral in there when he's talking about the he's, the he's history of Scranton? Hands clasped, yeah. head bowed. You Kevin know. falls asleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think I think I read Jim actually looks at the camera, but I didn't notice it when I saw it. So I don't know yeah. if you guys did. Yeah. He kind of looks just like kind of yeah, shakes his I head or something. Uh, I, I didn't notice. I didn't notice that. But Andy, <laughs> Andy, 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 with one of the greatest lines of like, uh oh, when somebody from corporate comes, it's. It's bad news. Oh yeah, yeah. Or that was really, a, that was next. That was a deleted really scene was. and in the yeah. supercut. Yeah. Or it's yeah, really yeah. good news. Yeah. Or it just means everything is normal. Bus- business as <laughs> usual. Business as usual. And then Creed with the one. My question is, who does this guy work for? <laughs> Dunder Mifflin. Oh, now it's all starting to make sense. <laughs> I wonder what Charles's uh, perception of Creed was. <laughs> right. That's the thing. And, and There's a deleted I scene think, I need to see. I think Creed's smart enough to sort of stay out of the way. Yeah. Right? yeah. He, like, he took PTO. Yeah. He might get a card like he did for uh, uh, Betty whatever over at, uh, uh, at the plant. Um, oh, my God. Debbie. Debbie. Yeah. Debbie, thank you. Um, the, uh, uh, the, the, and that's a great little cut scene, too. Uh, and glad they added it for the Super Cup because we don't get a lot of Creed in this episode. So, no. So to get that little Creed bit. disappears. And it's a classic bit. And it's a great redirect where... It's the most with it Creed has maybe ever been on the show as he realizes, oh, that now it's all starting to make sense. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, well, it's a good day for Creed. Right? He's, he's fairly lucid. I mean, still a little off the mark, but yeah, he's more, for he's more with it than, yeah. than, he, than he normally would be. It's a sliding scale with Creed. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> 
It's great to see. He has his, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. One uh, thing I love about Charles is that I didn't know Idris Elba at all before this show. I didn't, I didn't either. I wasn't I never a fan of I hadn't heard of Luther, which he was doing over on the BBC during yeah. the Wouldn't years. have thought he was British at all. Exactly. Well, that's where I'm going. And I didn't Thank watch you. The Wire, which, which that's nope. where he oh, really, yeah, yeah. Nope. really meant. Yes, I, didn't have, I, I, I forgot didn't have about that. Does he have his accent in that or not? No. Okay. No. He is. He does not have an accent at all. He perfected that. So that's why, I mean, I. That's true. And I totally forgot about that role. But yeah. Yeah. Because I was first exposed to him, like like you all yeah. were on this, and then I saw The Wire, and I was like, man, this guy is, he's bringing that, in. he, he clearly brought that intensity to The Wire, yeah. and then I see an interview, and he's like, oh man, I was, I was like, what? Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And in fact, the first time, I need to go back and try it again, but when I did finally watch Luther a couple years after this, it kind of threw me, and mm-hmm. I wasn't loving him, even mm-hmm. though I really, despite him being such a foil for Michael, and, I, and in my opinion... This is the first true threat we've had on The Office. Mm-hmm. Yes. Jan, David, uh, Ryan. Ryan. Um, uh, what's our, our, our scummy uh, Michael's buddy? Packer. Packer. Uh, oh, um, well, nah. well, Jan yeah. would only come by when she's horny. Yeah. And Ryan mm. would only come by to uh, visit you know, his parents, his parents and, and do, do his laundry. laundry. <laughs> I, and that's Such an amazing a thing. Delusion. Michael trying to break that down for, for um, uh, Charles. Because there's so many levels to that. Because first off, 100% right, it's not like Jan or Ryan was really trying to manage Michael no. in any capacity. They had both thrown their hands up and given the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. they were just there. Yeah. Uh-huh. But, and, but to have a by-the-book, serious, outside perspective come into Scranton... Mm-hmm. It, this was the most legitimate threat that I have ever felt for this it, show. It, it mm-hmm. absolutely was. And, of course, Michael, with no self-awareness, like just saying, like, yeah, I I had sex with the old <laughs> person. And and it's even again it, yeah, when he's introducing accounting. Oh. <laughs> he's like, Oscar was recently broke up with his boyfriend and his Gil. heart broken. Uh, Angela has slept with this person. <laughs> and Prince and Andy, and, and they, they hang on it. They hang on it for a yeah. minute. Kudos to Ed Helms, by the way. That yeah. was that was beautiful. Hey, oh. <laughs> because you get less Andy in the original cut. Yeah. <laughs> when he goes... He goes like, well, I don't need to know everybody's history. Well, that's good because Kevin's going to get into the whole like, well, I've had sex more times than you. Hey. <laughs> Say the number on three. Uh, <laughs> oh, wow. I don't remember. That's yeah, great. See, that's, that's extended. Super yeah, cut that's oh. extended. Say the number on three and you go one, two, three, and Kevin says seven and Michael just goes, hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Now, and it's such a great scene just because of the fact that that Charles is very clearly trying to get him back on track, and Michael is just leaning the wrong (laughs) fucking direction. It's so great. And And to his credit, he's patient with him for a lot longer than most people. You got to realize, too, that this bit where the accountants and how Charles afterwards is like, let me just greet everyone at once, this all comes out. After him walking in and Michael literally introducing him to everyone <laughs> at once. This is a second round of introductions. Yes. It's the amount of fucking The I, amount of pleasantries are just sounding. Michael has proven himself incompetent before he well, even gets to the horny Jan conversation. Oh, yeah. Well, it's just all about relationships for him. Like yeah. that's that this is how he manages. And he manages like nobody else manages. <laughs> yeah. And then what I in reading some background actually and how this compare like connects to other stories. Yeah. Like David Wallace basically had 
I, I read, I don't know who did it. I can't credit, but he, he realized that the, the branch was working in spite of Michael, not because of him. Right. And so he just needed someone to be a babysitter. So he'd have a proxy there. And so that's what, that's Charles is the perfect, you know, Actually, he's not because he doesn't understand the guy. He just wants to get rid of him. That's the problem. Is Charles? And he's too. It, he's too much in the, the real. talking head in the supercut where he thinks he's there to take out the trash. Charles is there. So, uh, not not to tell stories from work, but one story I can tell is I would occasionally butt heads with certain members of the team at my old job. Mm -hmm. And there was at least one situation where I know the boss moved someone into my schedule. Because they knew that I would just be able to kind of take out that trash. Mm. We would butt our heads, they mm. would get sick of it, and either leave or get canned. Oh, and, wow. and it totally played out like that. Within a few weeks, they were gone. Mm -hmm. And I knew it, and they knew it, <laughs> everybody knew it. <laughs> you were an effective buffer. Uh, exactly. And that's just, that's. I was a very no BS kind of person, and I didn't, and I had, and for certain personalities i had a short fuse and yeah. it, it's not a good thing i don't recommend it patience and understanding and compassion is the way to go in management it, but in this case it worked yeah but <laughs> that's the thing that's much like david wallace patience and understanding that's that's what he's done with michael but he's just sick of like michael just calling him about everything so, and the party and exactly. the things so, and everything. so put charles in the way to deal with that bullshit and honestly i would have not been surprised uh, not to, to to take uh your the the reference you brought up to task but mm. i would not be surprised if part of David Wallace's theory was, you know, this might just solve itself. Yeah. You know, if Charles hates him and gets rid of him and gets someone new and I'm not going to just complain. neutralize it. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, to a degree, but I mean, and I don't, I mean, but he doesn't I, know how high I don't want to, I don't want to jump directly to the end of the episode yet, but That's that, okay. may, but that okay. may not necessarily be the case. Cause I'm, um, well, you see but the I look on David's face when Michael, but I do feel he might've had to be convinced. Okay. Because Michael goes into that whole spiel, and you can finally see at the end where David's like, you know what? You're right. But he doesn't get everything, and Michael knows it. He doesn't see the bigger picture. Like, or the bit, like, he, he's not getting everything that he's he's wanting. I've he's wanted, just giving him the basics, like, well, okay, thinks, I'll give you the material and the yeah, party and that it, but he, he doesn't give him the respect. Yeah, he yeah. thinks so. it's just a tantrum about the party and, you know, where Michael's going to put his figs. Yeah. Because, you know, he well, has to have them, but, I mean, and, and he even assured him, like, there will be figs. I'll be there. I'll be It'll there. be great. Well, yeah. you know, he, and it, gave, he gave up Holly. Well, yeah. So. And that's the thing, too, is I, I wonder if, 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 if that's the other thing, too. With, family. Maybe he did convince him. Or maybe David Wallace just finally got to the end of that conversation and was like, fuck it. If I just pay for this stupid party, we can get past this and get back to the business of making money. Yeah. Which... I've seen that too. We've that, all seen that, where occasionally that is... a, a worker is just placated just to get business as usual back. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it, you know, but he he didn't go so far as to putting Cirque du Soleil on payroll, <laughs> so they could, you know, the that that was not that before that, was, that, that hey, whole bit. Good good where... move to avoid the tax issue later <laughs> yeah, on. But that, that no, bit when he's calling David <laughs> and asks about the Cirque du Soleil employment, and he goes like. Did he hang Hello? up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. David. Did he hang up? David. No. no. <laughs> that give it up to Andy Buckley for how much he no portrays shit, in that one you. fucking word. Yeah. So good. <laughs> no. He oh. had to take that long that <laughs> that request came over. In all serious in all earnest, Michael Scott 
seriousness, yeah. that was a legitimate question. And there's so many layers to it of how wrong that is. <laughs> I mean, it's almost the perfect example. If we, if, if you know, we're, we're we're bouncing back and forth a little bit by the, whether or not we consider David Wallace to truly be a compassionate, supportive character here, or just getting the job done, even if it means losing Michael. Mm. And that kind of suggests that maybe this is really just reinforcing that, fuck it, let's just get a hard ass in in between Michael and I who will take care of this problem mm-hmm. for me. In all seriousness, it should have worked. <laughs> it should have, yeah. yeah. And, and, and It was brilliant playing, but... And honestly, if it, if it isn't for what happens in Michael Scott Paper Company in, what, two, three episodes, uh-huh. it may have worked. Oh, absolutely, yeah. Because it's, it's only the conference room scene... <laughs> Uh, between uh, um, Charles and David versus uh, Michael, Ryan, and Pam, where we truly see that this little startup company run by an idiot may actually have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. And again, and that's it's in a long stretch, and that's in fun. four ep- three episodes, excuse me, because we've still got two weeks Dream Team and and, and then MSP. Oh, I love. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that mm. all of the all of the times with with calling David in this episode like are. Are so are so good. Even Michael Scotch was calling <laughs> Michael him. Michael Scotch, yeah. Which that that whole thing, <laughs> like Dwight, like no, you got to sweet talk him. Pretends to be a different person that the receptionist at corporate wouldn't see that they're getting a call from the Scranton brand. Yeah, kudos to Stephanie for Michael handling this kind of shit. Call just going rolling with it. The fact that Dwight made a two-letter. Change to the last name, yes. thinking and that that would be extreme close up on the Scotch tape. By the way, he yeah. didn't even Beautiful. he didn't even do Michael Scotch like as that's just something that that would have been an easy get because it's so close to Michael Scott. But yeah. then he actually looks at Scotch tape, <laughs> and that's how he gets. and poses it in a question. He did the great job of not choosing Michael's last name and using a, an item in the room yeah. to find a new word. It yeah. was unfortunately the only item in the <laughs> yes. room. It's like the time that, um, what's it, uh, on the Family Guy, when the dad has to say his name, and he's trying to come up with a fake name, and he sees a, like, is it a green pea? Yeah. And someone crying a tear, uh-huh. and then a griffin flies by. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Ah, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then even, even after Dwight does the, he starts being pleasant, and then, of course, goes full Dwight, we've kidnapped David Wallace's son, if you want, nope, nope, nope. And then when Michael calls back, he doesn't say, that was my idiot. He goes, oh, I talked to Michael Scotch, the kid will be returned safely. The idea that Michael. playing into the fantasy, yes, oh, oh her reaction with the Michael... And then is that the one where that goes uh, where she Poor finally Stephanie. goes hold please, <laughs> and Charles Minor. Yep, and, uh, and then the camera cut to Charles in the main part of the office after he's been talking with Kelly and Angela. Oh no 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 he's he's chilling with the accounting team. Oh that's what because you know guy. why he comes from accounting. Uh-huh. Yes, and so it's like imagine like Oscar. <laughs> Do they hire? There's another Oscar somewhere. It's like if he was like put in this position. Yeah yeah. What would he do like with? Well, Michael, actually, I think Oscar would do a good job running the office. Well, he would have been he would, exa- he would have been great, actually. Yeah, wow. never gave him a chance. No, we should have. Well, maybe it was because Oscar comes from accounting and paper. Maybe you need the oven forged fury of a man raised in steel. <laughs> He doesn't know how paper's made. God, you put paper in did a you, furnace, you, it'll burn. Did you detect it'll... brick Tamlin, and <laughs> that's what I was. As soon as he. He gets just so emotional. 
Yeah. And he's like on the verge of tears. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this is when he's talking about the Bears and Anchorman. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good point. So, good but bit. it works still. It was uh, still funny. The, uh, the, yeah, that stuff with, with Charles's steel background uh, oh. and, and the discussion over Satakoi steel. Uh, <laughs> Which he. <laughs> that is such an unforced <laughs> error by Michael. It's a, it's a classic one that he would think, oh, that he thinks Satakoi steals his wife's name or who <laughs> or his a boss maybe because because <laughs> he says where did you used to work and he says Satakoi steal and Michael immediately no, he, assumes it's the name of a of a of a black person yeah no, but, but, no, it's, he but he asks, asked him what does he ask him before he asks, that though he asks what's your what what's your wife's what's name? your wife's where name did you work before yeah. oh Satakoi steal I have missed that and that has thrown me so long oh, now okay. I think it just I never really thought about it thought it about does. it go by really quick yeah because the wife's name bit i don't ca- i haven't caught that and so My- i've always been like why did you assume he meant a person <laughs> like 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 i always thought he meant that that charles was like mentioning his boss mm-hmm. or something uh-huh. so oh that makes no, that yeah <laughs> it's perfect because i've always been like god damn it michael you were having a hard enough time and that one you just stepped in the fucking doo-doo mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that was the bantha poodoo right yeah. there yeah that yeah. was and and of course that when thinking it was his wife's name that is classic Michael Scott but I mean, putting Martin Luther King Jr. Oh, on that, yeah, his, yeah, that's on his head for right. the for race yes, relations yes. yeah for it diversity is, day it is still him running headfirst into accidental racism oh, absolutely. you know it's which is uh uh, and, and on the interplay between those two, though, I got to say, him asking him to tell him a secret he's told nobody else, and his immediate response, like no. they they did have a chemistry there. I really want to <laughs> say that. And, and then when Michael says, uh, and, and to to really get to what my point is, and then Charles taking off the glasses, yeah, what is your point? You know, yeah, that, that the frustration yeah. taking over him. That's the one of the things that I love about Idris Elba in this episode. And I talked about him being such a legitimate mm. threat. It's that he plays off. This role so fucking straight. Mm-hmm. It's, it's and it's, I keep dropping f bombs yeah, well, because of how the, how intense yeah. I feel about this yeah. performance. Yeah. But he but, does. He plays it so straight. Well, this is his first comedy. I just read about. Really? That, yeah. Like this was this was totally his first mm-hmm. comedy. So he got it was playing the straight man. But he li- he liked the show. Yeah. And they lo- and like the writers love the wire. So yeah. like that's kind of like how that kind well, of. And so, but it works for him. Like, okay, we need a straight guy. Let's get this guy. And and it's exactly what it needed. With he, such he, intensity. Yeah, mm-hmm. he never breaks, and I love mm-hmm. it so much. Mm-hmm. No, I I'm guessing what happened was when he was offered this job, like uh, Stringer Bell was yeah. the name of his character that he played in The Wire, and I think a lot of them were like, just be Stringer Bell. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like play it's basically it. like dropping Stringer yeah. Bell into this situation so so to throw off the flow and the vibe of the office by the how much he he pushes up against michael and then to vibe against one of our favorite beloved characters because mm-hmm. this is before the whole jim and pam aren't as great as we think they are shit started coming right, out this right. is when these were our golden they, children yes yeah. you couldn't touch yeah. them and he's touching the hack out of them. Mm-hmm. So it's as viewers, this is the most uncertain I have ever felt about what's happening to the show. It's one of the reasons mm-hmm. why I love season five is because mm-hmm. there's legitimate stakes here for as much as we've talked about sharks and the jumping off of them. There's also scenes here that you're like, holy crap, is my show going to make it through this? And it's funny because it's becoming had it. It's becoming so it had be been ah, I can't talk. It had been becoming more wacky. Yes. Jumping the shark and such. Mm-hmm. And now you actually throw it in this legitimate threat that kind of brings it back to 
more reality. In so many ways, it's the most serious this show has felt, despite the fact that you have scenes like Michael Scotch, you know, the fact that you have Jim in a talk. Yeah, they can still litter that shit within it, but still maintain more realism. I don't know if you can unjump a shark, but this might be the best example of that. Oh, I don't think we've gotten to the to the jumping. I don't think we've got to the shark jumping point. Oh. Like the part yeah. you were saying when he when when he's looking at him when he's when he's spying on Jim. Uh, that's a that really glass. great point. That is a jump the shark. I noticed point. that you said that. Like you're like, oh, it's jumping the shark. Like because he's looking at him. It's it's he's kind of it, that, hamming that to the camera. That was silly. That was silly. How Charles was looking. <laughs> he's he's back Jim. in the conference room, clearly looking at Jim. Jim uh-huh. looks away, looks back, and now Charles is right at the window. <laughs> yeah, that did seem a little it's over the top little yeah. out of character well i mean are you talking about this episode just jumping the shark no, no, no just no, that no, little no. moment no, that, no those, we've had those, moments like yeah, that like that yeah. scene in it, it, earlier in season five that have mm-hmm. just been so ridiculous and detached from reality that, mm-hmm. that that it's and the show has been doing that more and more and more and, and yeah. season five is one of the times mm-hmm. at least the last uh you know dozen or so episodes of the podcast we've been talking about how there have been these little examples yeah. Where it's getting into the absurd, and like the gold, the golden ticket episode, sort of upping the ante in that yes. way. Yeah, and and that's the thing with all these crazy antics leading into this, that like David just left that meeting and was like, "Don't talk to me, don't send me those notes, Pam." <laughs> yeah, and he was like, and that's what's what led in just wanting to get Charles installed. That's true. And you'll notice, I want to bring it back to uh, a little misdirection that they actually threw at us. Um, you notice in that meeting that well, Michael's saying, we just vibed, man. I don't know. Yeah. And that brought me back to think, oh, because they showed David right in the middle of them, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he's sucking up to him. That's why they're like, he's like, he always does that when David comes around. He always uh-huh. wants to put off like, and he wasn't being genuine. Really, like with Michael, like how he would be when they actually are together oh, later on. Because you see Charles Minor's personality change when David comes around. We've seen that before. Yes. So you're thinking yep. in that meeting that Michael references in this mm-hmm. episode where when they show him, yeah, yeah together and you, you and see them at corporate, at corporate. and there, there's a lot of smiles and laughs. But it is, it's Idris Elba being friendly and personable mm-hmm. around David Wallace. Mm-hmm. So. Because I always think, like, what happened? I always thought to myself, like, oh, you guys, like, what was going on? And that was pr- that kind of probably what it was. That, he was I sort of playing it up. I assumed there was a little bit of Michael's um, competence. Mis- yes, misreading the situation. Perhaps. Yeah. Uh, well, a little bit of that. A little bit of his, maybe it wasn't as good as he thought. I also thought maybe Michael was just on that day. Just like yeah, he was at Chili's. Like just like he will be in, in, in uh, yeah. Broke, you know? Maybe so. There's going to be a, there, there's times where Michael just kind of clicks and maybe this was one of them. Maybe so. The right stuff. But you're right. Also, Idris Elba being in his open road mode mm-hmm. may have given Michael the wrong idea of mm-hmm. how well that was going. Mm-hmm. That, yeah, that there's that a is... lot there. But I mean, as soon as he you know he enters the his sanctuary, his kingdom, uh, and he's a threat to it, like Michael's just you know he he sees it for what it is. Yeah, he's probably mm-hmm. paranoid. Probably you know he's definitely. Irrational, obviously, well, but yeah, when when it all finally comes to a head with with Charles in front of the office, like, yeah, like like he's... accusing him of like you know you say you're gonna cut the spending and now you're ordering lunch, you know, like <laughs> yeah, it's like, all. Yeah. And he, what, he says conspirit. The... What does he say? Um, he means to say hypocritical, oh, hyper- hypercritical, hypercritical. Yeah, <laughs> I think you mean hypocrite. No, because it's even more. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a supercut bit. I think he's that's just great. So mad. Oh, that, oh, nice. Okay. Like so mad that Charles <laughs> brought lunch for really on a morning when I brought right. bagels. Well, I didn't mean to step on your C-shaped bagels. 
And then the uh, I was going to have the egg salad and that you still have that option. Uh, <laughs> that's one of my favorite things about Charles is how cold he is. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 he never plays yeah. into the bullshit. He just directs around it. And it's, it's yeah. such... It's a great example of just true management and leadership showing up at this office and and Scranton having no clue how to handle it. Even Jim, someone as competent as Jim, it throws it throws him every single time. He tries to, you know, make oh, a yeah. good impression like when he comes in the second time he's like yeah. I'm a I'm a good number 2 and he goes what what do you mean by that? Oh, it was a title that was made he up. Miss, and then... he, he's wrong. He like even gets it wrong because yeah. that's not what really happened. Yeah. yeah. And then it was just, official. And you want to keep your made up title? Exactly. And, and just, just like, well, and it could let you. It could have been as simple as being like, yeah, number two, I'm the one that Michael puts in charge when he has out of the office business because he knows I'm responsible enough to handle stuff. I can deal with client issues. I can deal with inner office disputes. Mm-hmm. Good God, I've been a fucking manager, haven't I? <laughs> Uh, See, but, David Wallace really let down Jim because, like, David Wallace loves Jim. So, like, he should have been like, hey, Charles, like, this Jim's, is the guy. Yeah. This is the guy. Well, dude, one, of you know? Jim's but weaknesses, one of Jim's weaknesses is if people don't like him, it throws him off of his, yeah. you know, where, whereas Michael, I mean, of course, Michael has a really compulsory need to be liked. Does I have to be liked. liked? But, I have to be liked. But I think Jim sort of does in, in a much more normal person's mm. way. Of like if if you're you know you're you're the fun affable guy that yeah. you know has got a good head on his shoulders and if and if somebody is you know still like nah I think you're kind of a yeah screw up and gets the wrong you know it yeah. totally I think throws you're a, him I think you're a slacker it, it throws yeah. all of us when someone reacts to us so differently from how we're used to amongst our friends family peers it, it throws you for yeah. sure mm-hmm. so absolutely I can get that <clears throat> also it is a great it's one of the best examples of putting Jim. In the doghouse. Because they try it many times uh, from here on out. There's a, a recurring attempt to try and add conflict to Jim and Jim and Pam. We've touched on it a little bit. But has, has he been on autopilot sort of for a while? Like he's just been reacting to everything kind more of. or less? Would you, Ever since they, they got of... together, there has not been much. You know, we had uh, art school, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they tried to do a little bit with that. But really, there's not... Now that Jim and Pam are together, this is definitely the era where they're trying to figure out what to do with them next. Yes, mm-hmm. and and by doing so, though, they that I, I think in a sense that's a good thing because now it's turning its focus on other characters and it kind of fleshes out the cast a little bit more because sure. you don't mm-hmm. like well now we know where Jim and Pam are and Jim and Pam can still be Jim and Pam and make their you know that their quips and it- react that everybody's that everybody's being ridiculous and everything, but. Yeah, there's not really any sort of conflict for them right now where they kind of figure out, like you said, where they're going to go from here on out. So we get yeah. more stuff like Angela and Andy. We kind of exactly experience, kind of get more inside the heads of everybody else in the office. I mean, Phyllis... God, narking on the party planning committee. Yeah, oh, that's a that's a that's a sordid long story. Uh-huh. Hey, <laughs> she built that house. Yeah, she can burn it down. <laughs> exactly. Well exactly. done. And that's that, a... that city, God, that was so, that was almost bone chilling. Did she say that? Yes. Oh, that's a super cup in. Yeah, oh she goes, man, she I goes, can't believe they cut that. She goes. Oh. I built that house. I can burn it down. Oh, I love that because that is. <laughs> 
that is such a subtle bit that she's the one that tells Charles what it's about. Mm-hmm. That you don't even think about that without that talking head. That's great. That's like Andy last week with the being behind the Kevin machinations with Lynn. Yes. Huh. You know? Wow. Oh. Always so many behind the scenes with their schemes and <laughs> great example revenge. too of how they are the writers at this point are really doing like you're saying they're thinking so much about developing these other characters mm-hmm. and the final cut that aired uh, originally is not showing that so yeah really i i gotta tell you that there may have been one of the biggest draws to the peacock supercuts that i've heard yet yeah mm-hmm. that's a cool bit that yeah is a cool it, bit. it is that's why i've really liked watching the supercut episodes because it, it really does it adds more you know, to characters' motivations, to mm-hmm. flushes them out more as characters. I mean, and I get, you know, you got to make runtime for a yeah, yeah. You got yeah, you got to. Everything has to be in service of main story, and you have to be able to cut anything that's extraneous. But I don't see. I honestly don't see a reason why that one made it to the cutting room floor because mm. that would have been so just time because it it is really it's I mean, got to be in the end in the end that's that's usually the and it's a shame uh, because that sounds like it's short enough that they could have kept yeah. it all right right and, and then it's like precious second but they talk i've heard commentaries they'd say that you know it's precious seconds that, here and yes there. that yeah. that is that is very and, fair but i mean just that like unless you were really a fan like that were really into it you would see the mm. the whole thing of you would see asking Phyllis about and her sabotaging the party planning committee, but just in general, you see it, you'd think, oh, well, he just asked Phyllis and she's yeah. just telling him what's going on. But no, no, no she no, no, has no. a good re. She was she was the party planning committee and she got bumped off, and I'm sure she's still pretty raw about it. Motivation <laughs> uh, is very much um, I- explicit in the version you watched and a little more implied in yes. the version we watched, and that's that's neat and it's a neat tool. Because for, for for older fans, it is still something to be like, oh, look at you go, Phyllis. Yeah, man, she Pull. she really triggers the uh, the hyper uh, the escalation of things because yeah. once the PPC is dissolved, oh, that's where it ends, right? That there. that that's nuclear. Yeah, so because yeah, that's Phyllis what sends Michael to bur- New York. Phyllis almost burned the whole office down, like yeah. figuratively, yeah. if she you will. Was, she won't lie. Well, <laughs> and uh, and yeah, when when Michael finally just it it all comes to a head, and. Is, going, is, is that the bit where he storms out? Well, no. What what happens? Well, again, a lot this, of storming. This may be this may be um, another supercut. Oh, okay. But you know, him, him and uh, Charles are kind of get into it, and then eventually uh, Michael starts repeating the repeating everything. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Char- repeating. Infantile. Yeah. Pam with the I've seen him when he does his comedy routines. That's how you know how how bad things are going. And yeah. he skipped the Jim Carrey talking butt part. <laughs> yes, yeah. he never skips that. This is that, I. God, that line killed me. That line just... Oh, man, that was... Because, of course, Michael would do the Jim Carrey, uh, the Ace Ventura talking. I want to see another I, mean, I want to see another instance where he did do that. That would have been great. <laughs> and then but, and even everybody in the office is like, Michael, Michael, you need to stop. Like, even Andy, yeah, of yeah, all people, is like, dude, stop doing this. Andy's Out one of the hardest pushing forward. It, it's, it's really neat to see. And then, of course, mm-hmm. Michael zapping into the gun. I'm just playing around uh-huh. or, or whatever. Out loud cringe, man. Uh-huh. He, it's interesting to me the way Michael will. Him and it's cringy in a while. He owns and gets bigger with the identifying his bad behavior sometimes. It's so wild to me. He, you know, I, we've, I've talked about the leaning. He leans into the cringe so often. It's mm-hmm. very interesting. Um, it's, and I, I, I can see how so many people couldn't do it. So props to Steve Carell for the way he's playing that character. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, 
since we just noted Pam there, I, I do love her amusement at Jim's uh, misfortune. <laughs> yeah. He just had to wear his tux. I thought it'd be took funny. Four, took him 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> took him 40 minutes to get ready. He, she's so excited. <laughs> and then when he's venting to Pam at the desk later saying that I could have been like, it's like, I should tell him like, I'm, I'm good with my clients. I've updated my thing. And then she goes, uh, maybe you should go back to your desk. I don't want to see him. I don't want him to see us together. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's just dejected. Like really even my own, (laughs) my, my girl, my fiance. Yeah. Yeah. They are. They are. Yeah. He, he's proposed by this point, right? Yes. But I don't think that, but that this, are they already? No, they're no, already. Season, they are. No, it's season six. Season six is when they're already married. Yeah. They get, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. right. That's right. Because she's already pregnant. Niagara. When, Niagara yeah, she's already six. pregnant mm-hmm. when the. When yes. The, uh, exactly. When the thing happens. That's what we're. That's what we're all leading to on this but, season um, at the end. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true. Cause <laughs> because it's, uh, already, picnic yep. yep. Pee-pee. Pee-pee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, pee- pee-pee <laughs> because he's already. Picnic. When we find out about. Yep. Yep. Pee pee. Halbert. That's one of my favorite. Was it CC? Oh yeah, pee pee. It was CC, but it was pee pee. CC, yeah, CC was pee pee. Uh, <laughs> I never revised my season uh, eight reviewing, uh, but yeah, but Pam, yeah, so, Pam has some good moments as well. Uh, mm-hmm. And then yeah, but we do have uh, the party planning committee discussion is what leads to Michael storming out of the office, mm-hmm. heading to New York, mm-hmm. uh, where he shows up. Uh, one of my favorite uh, lines in the episode is when David says, "How did you get here?" and he says, "I drove." <laughs> I actually, wrote, I specifically wrote that down. Like. I drove. Catches him right out the men's room, too. Yeah. <laughs> Just to make it extra awkward. And, and then that little, uh, again, you talk about, uh, what what's the guy that plays David Wallace? Andy again? Buckley. Andy Buckley. That that quick, like, he sees Michael, and he's like, oh, God. And then he looks and sees, like, oh, great, the camera crew's here. <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah there's, there's a couple of uh, good camera crew catches in this episode. Idris Elba does it a few times, where mm-hmm. he uh, will enter a room, glance at the camera before getting into things. Yeah. One, one thing I want to give... Uh, just a one thought, because he, because Charles seems when he gets to the office, seems kind of uh, uncomfortable, or like I, I'm not sure that he, he was down with uh, wanting to be around the cameras. Like yeah. I have a feeling, like uh, oh, I have to go to the Scranton branch with doing this damn documentary, you know? Like uh-huh. I could see that, and I understand like how someone mm-hmm. wouldn't want to be around that all the time. Because yeah, Charles, does he really do a lot of talking heads? Uh, just a couple. Just a couple. Yeah. And, and that one We've that got I that mentioned. one yeah. cut one today. Cut, I don't yeah. know if he had one actually in this uh, I, episode. Not in this episode. Like that wasn't cut. That wasn't yeah. cut, yeah. 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 So, the only one I can think of off the top of my head is the I know the I, effect I have on yeah, women. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm not yeah, sure. I think that's later on. Did uh, in, in but, the version? Yeah, it's another episode. Then. It, okay. In the version you guys watched, uh, did you see, uh, was there a scene of him when he was actually in the car driving? to New no, York no. and he goes he's he's still <laughs> mad about like you know canceling his party and everything and he goes like oh yeah Kendall got a 15 year party and Kendall's a dick <laughs> <laughs> that's so it's Michael in the car driving to New York yeah we didn't get that what we did get in the, in the, the deleted post. scenes was him driving home yep Going through the range of emotions after quitting, mm-hmm. where he's crying mm-hmm. and then he's happy. He's calling his mom. I don't know why I did it, mom. I just did it. He's you know? eating. No, don't put Jeff on the phone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hi, sir. How are your trains? <laughs> the hi, sir. The um, uh, what's great about that too is that's a neat scene that shows his reaction. But I really like how the original cut 
we don't see anything after him quitting. He he waves goodbye as he walks out of the office because Michael is friendly. But <laughs> the um uh, we don't see that, and I kind of like that. It kind of leaves us on the oh my god, what next? You mm-hmm. know, for the original cut anyway, the original yeah. release. I like that a lot. Yeah, and to absolutely. Think, and to think he thought it was just going to be metal. Mental. <laughs> it's going to be Men- mental. It was going to be mental. <laughs> It's such a great understanding that is accurate without him realizing it's accurate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he really does thrive under no management, I gotta say. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing is the Ryan and Jan eras, I guess maybe, like you said, David Wallace may realize it was in spite of Michael as opposed to due to, but mm. they worked. Scranton yeah. is, is successful. We've already had um, you know, him eating uh, uh, pasta at David Wallace's office talking about Brant's success. <laughs> of course. Of course. Uh, I, I, one, one shout out to Charles for... Uh, uh, he actually, he might have been uncomfortable around the cameras, but he does a great camera look when uh, when Angela's saying goodbye to him at the end of the day, and he's just, he knows what's happening, and uh-huh. that's the look at the camera. <laughs> and Jim trying to say goodbye. Yeah. Oh, that's painful. trying. Good this God, Jim. Digging grave stop, won't stop. And then, of course, Kelly being horny for Charles all episode, oh, yeah. that when yeah. she finds out that he's left... She what? runs bursting out, and you I, see. I'm the only one here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think he le- he left. You see Angela in the parking lot, and she goes, yeah. and Kelly goes, "Is that Charles's scarf?" And then they get into like a no. low, they get into a low speed running chase in and the parking lot. Angela soaking wet, her makeup running, talking about how needs he needs a uh, what a, a yeah. higher quality yeah. of woman. Yeah, or yeah. Something. She shouldn't be. He shouldn't be going dumpster diving. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Which they they I I'm pretty sure this was cut, um, originally or well no because you said the, char- originally when she was talking about Charles she was talking about setting him up with somebody from a similar background oh. accounting. <laughs> oh yeah, I didn't hear that. No, so I no. Think, I think that might have gotten cut. Yeah, because no, at the beginning of the episode, at least when I watched. Angela didn't actually seem very interested romantically in Charles, like from the scenes where she actually talked about it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She's she's trying to underplay, like... What they left in kind of makes it more like, oh, she's she's Mm -hmm. just as, you know, into Charles as as Kelly is. But, yeah, I think some of those... That earlier one was cut because it kind of uh, sort of... It's a bit of misdirection. Yeah. Right. or Or it betrays where the character was actually going. And it may have, you know, it may have tried to set an even deeper suggestion. You know, sometimes people will hook you up with somebody instead of pursuing you themselves. That, you know? That's true. So there could have been layers of that, but that's even more deep. And that's one of the things that we see again and again and again, especially as we look at the difference between regular and supercut episodes, is 99% of the stuff that's cut is those extra characters, mm-hmm. moments that would have de- de- developed them further, but ultimately was not needed to further the story. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's really smart of Peacock that they're going through and they're they're doing the because right now they're up to season five and they're doing you can still watch both original and supercut yes. versions right yes i love that yeah no the supercut oh, yeah. uh the supercut versions are under a, a different that's the thing. ones i watch <laughs> i but, watch the regular ones oh of course yeah, yeah. we've <laughs> talked about how that how that's those are the ones you're watching Duh, yep. of course and yep. i i'm i'm guessing their plan is to eventually get all of the seasons so. there yeah. in Supercut because right now they're up to yeah. season this season. Yeah. Yeah. So and then whatever media is left over by that point, they'll release a super at box set. Yeah. DVD, what Blu-ray, right. whatever, yeah, whatever have you. More extras. Because mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know they'll find something. Oh yeah. 
They'll find the, the, the hidden film canister of Michael Scott's fart noises. <laughs> Something that'll sell them. Yeah, why not? Extras will get you every time. They uh, will. I, uh, actually, every I'll give time. a quick shout-out. Speaking of extras, I uh, just totally tangent. I'll keep it down to about a minute. But I picked up... Uh, I'm a gamer, and I picked up that Cowabunga collection. I have mm. that, too. With all the old Turtle oh, games. Oh, man, it's awesome. And and on top of all the old games, it's got like 13, 14 games on it. But then it also has a couple of those. all of these screenshots from all the old cartoons, uh, all of this covers from all the old comic books, nice. tons of advertisements from magazines. There is a treasure tro- trove of old media showing the the history and life that these uh, the games and these characters took mm-hmm. on when we mm-hmm. were kids. Yeah. Uh, so shout out to Konami, and if you're a fan of, of the Ninja Turtles games and the old culture like that, uh, check it out because it's just... For the amount of bang for your buck in terms of extras, yeah, it deserves a mention. Yeah, no, I, I totally, I totally picked it up. You know, and it, it, hell, kind of makes me want to start my own party planning committee, just like Michael did in honor of the Laserdisc release of A League of Their Own. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, good uh, job. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and we, that would have been one hell of a, a party. I would have yeah. That. Well, they they had uh, they they made pizza, and the uh, the title was a pizza of their, their own. own. Uh-huh. Oh, brilliant! That, that was another uh, deleted scene and supercut bit, I think. And Dwight Dwight was the one that told that the story of the pizza of their own, and then he goes. <laughs> I wasn't there at the time. I just heard the stories. Yep, yeah. <laughs> Which was a great bit because in my head, I'm doing the math. And I'm like, I don't think Dwight would have been there when Michael started. And sure enough, he, mm-hmm. he he admitted it. And that's a, that's a great bit to me. I love when the writers are thinking about the continuity just, and the history. Just the, re- the sheer randomness of it was because of the Laserdisc release of A <laughs> yes. League of yeah. Their Own. Uh-huh. Yeah, th- those little, yeah, those little <laughs> proper uh, timeline. Yes, I love it. It's... But, Speaking of Dwight, real quick, I want to do a quick call back to our last episode. Yeah. Because there was a great Dwight uh, thing that we neglected to talk about. Okay. Because he didn't want to fall on his sword, figuratively or literally. Yeah. And he talks about... (laughs) Because only Dwight would actually fall on... Have, have an instant where he fell on his own sword. It's, Dwight's the only one to consider uh, something like samurai-style seppuku in mm-hmm. his day-to-day office activities. Exactly. He's <laughs> also the most likely one to actually own a sword. Yeah, exactly. Except about uh, uh, Creed. Maybe Creed, Creed, Creed yeah, true. Yep, multiple. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Creed would have multiple. He has who, an arsenal somewhere. Who had the um, ground um, seahorse dust or whatever in a later episode that Andy eats? Gabe. 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 Okay, so Gabe's not with us yet. So we don't, no. that, our, our next weirdo hasn't shown up yeah. yet. Yeah, Gabe's on the way. Good old Zach Woods. Uh, he's coming, though. i got to give a shout-out to, uh, uh, you know, Charles, as the straight business guy, does a great job in certain scenes, like when he's explaining the financial struggles to the office. Yes. Getting into the uh, 3% cut across the board, mm-hmm. the cuts to the 401k that I'm matching, mm-hmm. um, and cuts to discretionary spending. I kind of like that little bit, and it's a neat example of how, for all of his faults, Charles would have been a decent member of a business team. Oh, absolutely. Maybe not Dunder Mifflin Scranton, no. but Dunder Mifflin Corporate, and, and understanding that, communicating that well, and in the end, Could have been. he really kind of showed how the company was making, and this probably shows that I've worked in management, but he's mm-hmm. showing the employees how the company is making cuts that can are not good but are sure as hell better than cutting your job or yes. your pay. So that's, You would hear that. Yeah, like Michael goes, salaries. He goes, no, no, not 
Not yeah. salaries. Not salaries. There's a bit of a comforting there and a bit of a, what are you, an idiot? <laughs> you know, which I loved that. Yeah. <laughs> Having been in those big meetings or seen announcements like that, that's exactly like the thing where he says, um, you know, we can't, we can't, we can't promise anything, but we're going to yeah. do our best to make sure that doesn't happen. I, I, like that is across mm-hmm. the board 101, what you do. Yeah. That so. is 100% business speak. And I got to tell you, it had I been Stanley. I would have been like, all right, yeah, all right. I, mm-hmm. I feel better than I did a minute ago. And he actually, Stanley's the one who actually introduces himself. Yeah, I love that. I love that, Stanley Hudson. It's like, you have done this before, sir. <laughs> you have worked in this kind of room and had to be like, hello, I'm one of the peons here. You know, hello, grasshopper. I'm Ant number seventeen. Oh, I just, I was thinking like, oh yeah, Stanley, but I like this guy. And then we're gonna find out later on, Stanley. Might not like this guy so much. Oh yeah, Charles Minor. Well, I Is mean, there a bit with Stanley and him. I, I can't think of a, it. Yeah, yeah, right, it's cool. in a meeting coming up. I can't remember which episode it's in. All right, cool. I'm surprised I forgot that. Great, that'll be yeah. fun for me. Well, and Stanley, even like you can tell. You want me to? You want me to say what it was? Yeah. Okay. Right. You you can tell like he's like wondering. Stanley. Hey, Hudson, we don't have a, Yeah, like Stanley Hudson, <laughs> and he just gets right to the point. Like, yeah. is there gonna be? Mm-hmm. You know, because he know he knows that guys like Charles coming in like. And Charles, like, kind of, you know, kind of backtracking a little bit. He goes, so there, and that's what kind of gets Charles to, like, yeah, we're going to make these cuts across yep. the board. And It's it's a callback to season one, episode one. Yeah. He's doing the same thing to Michael, but yep. much more uh, yeah. actively. Well, Stan- now he just doesn't care anymore. And then Oscar afterwards, can you can you give us more details or whatever he says? They're both... They both seem very adept in handling a normal workplace discussion. Yes. The kind they could not get with Michael Scott. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they're also, you know, they're not going to, like, especially Oscar and Stanley are two that they're not going to get railroaded. Yeah, exactly. You know? yeah. They're going to point the questions to, and they're going to, like, you know, hold your ass to the fire. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's mm-hmm. it's a it's it's a nice scene. No nonsense. There's a part of me, to, despite Charles being very overwhelming and threatening the status quo of our favorite uh, a little community paper company, um, there is a a a stability to that scene that I appreciate very much. Yes, this a, is more reality based. Yeah. way to have a pa- a paper company. Yeah, it's it, that's it's, threatening our fantasy fun. It, but, world. But in certain scenes, I'm, I'm being like, okay, man, honestly, maybe Charles is the best person yeah, to be I here. Know. Maybe this yeah. is all good. So and maybe we're all insane because yeah, we want five years Michael. of this shit. Yeah. yeah. We're all Michael at this point. Yep, yeah. I, I really think I really he is think the best character. Michael, we're, we're all extraordinary. <laughs> yeah. I think Michael is definitely the audience's uh, surrogate in this episode because. You know, this is a TV show that we love, full of zany characters, and this guy with a stick up his ass is coming in here, and and you know he's messing. You mean he's gonna make it like a real yeah. office? Yeah, yeah, and and That's we're crazy. like with you know I was Michael thinking... is our like, what do you? We hate you, Charles. Boo. Go so I'm away. thinking like people who hate this show, maybe Evan Hughes, perhaps. Right. Maybe he would like. Love you, like, buddy. Like this Miss guy. <laughs> like, like he would be like, exactly. This is what should be happening. <laughs> Get rid of Michael. Like he probably because oh, I'm not going to sit here and throw our buddy under. No, the no, no, no. But he all was, in he love, pointed, my friend. All he in pointed love. Pointed out stuff like how Jim, you know, like would people really buy Jim's antics or whatever? And sure enough, Charles does it. It's oh man, exactly. Got, yeah. have I, I think no, just not him. Just anybody who doesn't like this show. Yeah, yeah. Or that, or that I know that's sees, barely anybody. No, sees the holes. Uh, you know, and there there are there are people that like I don't understand how anyone could like that Dwight character, exactly. although Charles does. So we'll get into that yeah. later. Yeah, <laughs> man. 
wild I know. stuff. Wild, uh, you know, and and really, we we watched this uh, a couple days ago, and we noticed it was sort of light on laughs. You know, it's such a this was a very uncomfortable episode. This is this, a, was, this is a more callback to like the British show. Yeah, with a, yeah. with a, when you add a Brit to it, but in apparently. in a in a very. It's not in the British way. Not. They, they, no, they no, found it is a way to way. make this to give sure. us that sense of kind of unease. Mm-hmm. It, it's 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 a great episode. Yeah, it's, I mean, even all, even everybody on the screen is is uncomfortable in that one scene where they're yelling at Michael. Yeah, yeah. It well, is. It's a trans. It's a transformative episode, and then it's a tw- it's a hell of a twist at the end because I did not see that coming. Oh, the, with him quitting. Yeah, no. yeah, and that's for an for an episode that is 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 throwing us all this unease to really clamp down on it and say nope yeah this is going to end with credits and you're not going to have a clue what's going to happen next mm-hmm. i was enthralled we didn't have that we've yeah. almost never had that on the show before and it's great to see well mm-hmm. and and you see you see michael do that because like we said earlier with david like fine i'll just give this idiot his party and all that it, it is one of those lucid moments for michael where you see like he's just like placating. he's just throwing yeah. me. Yeah, he's just <clears throat> placating me. I'm <clears throat> still gonna have to deal with Charles. You don't really care. Yeah, I quit. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And so now we we we've got uh we we're wondering what's gonna happen to Michael. We're gonna wonder what's gonna happen in the office without Michael. And then also knowing that for the first time in a long time, certainty over the status quo of this office is out the window. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we and don't know completely. what's going next. And we certain don't. people who might have been sort of protected under Michael's presence yep. are now very, very vulnerable and have already <laughs> not made a good impression. Yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing, too. Yeah, on top of everything with Michael and with Scranton in general, Jim and pa- Jim is threatened, and we have not really seen that before. Nope. Uh, it is... Not like this. This is this is my favorite arc of the show. Oh, wow. It is. Right it's, right the, it's definitely the strongest one. Yeah. It, it, it's great. It has so much of what I love about the show wrapped up in it uh, over these these six episodes. Not just like the unease and the uncertainty that we're seeing here, but when we get to uh, broke and we get to the conference room discussion, the payoff and the payoff in terms of understanding Michael's <laughs> occasional bouts of confidence and mm. competence uh, mm. is such a payoff. Yeah. Uh, so and somehow they make it pay off and work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean he 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 brings uh he brings like professionalism and you know he brings uh a- above all else laughter and <laughs> above all else whimsy. Whimsy. some whimsy. <laughs> we got that in the deleted. I'm guessing that was in the supercut. I love that there's that small callback to to Golden Ticket and to his weird fascination with that word. Let me, let me see. I actually I wrote it. Da- I wrote down the whole uh, the whole thing here. Let me. Wait, was it in another episode when uh, when he says whimsy again? Or um... he says it twice in Golden Ticket. Right. At least twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least. That's uh, that's for sure. And then in a different episode too. I don't in this one. Oh, uh, and then this one, in a deleted one of those scene. deleted scenes. Away, okay. Oh yeah 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 it's, yes. Wow. Uh, speaking of fun things that Michael said, I do have to to mention the uh, one in the discussion with David when he's talking about all he has sacrificed Thank you. for the office, and he says that he never had a family. Mm. To which David replies, "We we didn't ask you to do that." <laughs> but Michael has already moved on to the other losses, including hang gliding and driving his car to the top of Mount Washington. Washington. No, he, okay, here it is. I found it. He goes, "I bring competence, success, and above all, laughter." 
and professionalism, <laughs> and above all, whimsical. <laughs> <laughs> above above all, twice. twice. Which is another. Uh, just, That's like a you only. It's <laughs> the shots funny. that you meet. The Wayne Gretzky quote. Yeah, you, you, he you makes his makes one hundred percent twice zero percent of the shots you don't mm-hmm. take. Yeah, it's I. Uh, We're getting to that. Yeah, and, that's and, coming. And I would be remiss if we if we ended the episode without at least mentioning <laughs> the idea of a nesting stripper cake <laughs> with a with a uh, cupcake as the sm- as the smallest stripper comes out holding a cupcake. Yeah, we don't touch on uh, the great ideas. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, sir. We almost missed a big one. <laughs> that, that's one of my favorites. That, uh, oh, of course, the two-way petting <laughs> zoo yeah. is a classic. And, 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 <laughs> and fitting that into the in, already... And Charles. Charles. The, the awkwardness was just... Oh, that's brilliant so right, there. right there. He's so defeated right And Michael just leads it right in. I think, especially the one Jim came up with. We yeah. want to talk about that. Once no. again, Michael's complete lack of awareness of Jim's behavior with regards to Charles. Yeah. What is good here is not good <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> it's really uh, amazing. Michael. <laughs> and it's really Jim learning how much he is, unfortunately, he has strayed from the light in following Michael. Yeah. <laughs> Those those chickens are coming home to roost right, right? Yeah, exactly. all that all that bad and there is another deleted scene yeah. which uh, because Dwight doesn't really uh, have uh, any I think it's the next episode where Dwight's like oh somebody doesn't like Jim yeah but in this no, one that was it's, this, that was this there was episode. another one in this where he's like like yeah I can't remember exactly what he did but he totally has it's in the deleted lines scenes. of like you know oh yeah, all like, those pranks aren't working anymore right. Or yeah, no, it was this episode where he says that. I think there's a oh, no, yeah, there's nobody a like oh, yeah. somebody doesn't like me. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think there might be another one. I could be misremembering. I, I think we get remember. another one in the next one too. <laughs> yeah, we'll I think we do. Uh, but really, a great ex- episode. Uh, yeah, uh, good times. And, and written Bad by times, um, uh, uh, who is it written by? Gene Stepinski and Lee Eisenberg, who have done several episodes and directed by Paul. Paul Feig. Feig? Thank you. Paul Feig. Oh, Paul Feig. Yeah, that he's one. one of the biggies. Yeah. yeah so. he's, he's amazing. And kicking off a, a six-episode arc. Uh, we've got uh, several episodes that are going to really be um, uh, making this happen for us. Uh, uncomfortable to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it, but I think uh, I, I do like the take. I read, like, different reviewers on this, and I like the ones that, like, it's been getting too crazy. I'm glad they introduced more serious, something more serious to make us care that much more. Yeah. And I think it was needed in hindsight. I think I'm glad they did that. They just didn't keep going oh, down the same wacky road with different and, stuff. And it's a great complex episode that that really builds on development of characters over time. This isn't an episode that pays sure. off well for a single watch, but pays off so much more if you've been watching for the 80 some odd episodes before this. Completely. Yeah, yeah. agree 100 percent. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and we've got uh, you know five more in the Charles Minor arc to go, uh, the Michael Scott on. Paper Company arc. Uh, we won't even hear those words for a couple episodes. So. No, because we got to see what Michael Scott does when he doesn't have to do anything. Yeah, senioritis for Michael Scott. Uh, and we'll uh, see all of you back for that episode. Josh, will we see you back for that one? If you'll have me. Oh, man, four times. <sighs> wow. That's epic. Scary. Well, we hope you'll all be back yeah. for that, too. Yeah. <laughs> see you next week. Later. Thanks, guys. The People Persons Paper Podcast is an OLA Ministries production. The People Persons Paper Podcast is produced by Hilton Price and Brian Sittler. Engineering by Hilton Price. OLA Ministries is owned and operated by OLA Ministries, LLC. Contact Hilton Price and Michael Zampino for more information.
Got myself a nice reserve Irish cheddar, a chunk of blue cheese, and a nice chunk of Parmesan. One of those little pre-packaged things of like prosciutto and pepperoni <laughs> and all that. Holy shit. And uh, got some crackers, got a bottle of wine, and I had a one-person uh, meat and cheese party Holy at noise. my house last night. Noise. I am so jealous. <laughs> mm-hmm. I that, do love a good cheese. Yeah, that's holy crap.